Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Palm alongside head coach Tony Ersland, Tanner Lipson, and Jared Florell joins us. Uh, Jared, good good to have you this week. Thanks for finding time during uh, during what is certainly got to be kind of a hectic time of year for you with getting used to all sorts of new stuff on campus. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's great to be here and be able to chat it up with you guys this morning. Um, yeah, it feels good to be back to campus for sure. It's been a while since we've had a guest on the podcast, so it's, it's nice to have an, another face that, you know, maybe, you know, takes the, uh, how do I want to put this? Um, Elevates you know, print- the, the handsomeness in the room. Yeah, yes. Been sitting on that one for a minute, haven't you? God knows nobody wants to look at the three of us for too long. So, we, you know, like I said, we appreciate you raising the bar for us. So we, we make easy targets, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, self-deprecation is the best kind of humor. Let's, let's be honest. Um, yeah, I tell you, it's good, though, to have another guest because I did really enjoy, you know, we had a lot of uh, guests, you know, last spring and early summer, you know, when we had uh, Christian Bruner and, and Dylan Lighty and some of the guys, the seniors that were leaving us and – uh uh, I always learn more, right? Like as much as you know these guys, because you spend a lot of time with them, it's it's good to kind of you know uh, hear their thoughts on a lot of different things because you always learn something. So uh, you know I will enjoy today as well, and certainly Jared has a lot going on. He's he's uh, been very active and 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 a great leader on our team. So I'm excited to kind of hear about the things he's done both this summer and and where what he's doing this fall. And as I said, kind of before we got on, Jared, um, you are a true, uh, you are a renaissance man. You, uh, you have your fingers in a lot of different pies. You, uh, you know, when, when Corey talks about you being busy, you are busy. My man, you know, he, he does a lot and he does a lot for other people. And, um, you know, like Coach said, it's amazing. You know, we appreciate, we appreciate him at a very high level in the Purdue Wrestling Program and, and what, he, uh, what he brings to the table as far as, you know, the, the stuff that you bring in front of your teammates and in front of your coaches and whatnot from, from what you're involved in away from the mat um, is, is fantastic for our team and for our culture. So we, we definitely appreciate that, Jared. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys saying that. So, um, well, let's start, um, you know, we, we call you guys student athletes. So let's start in the classroom. Sure. Um, native of Ham Lake, Minnesota, which is a northern suburb of Minneapolis, correct? Yep. And uh, go with this, you're a redshirt junior? Yep. So fourth year in school, and you are studying finance. Is that correct? How's that going? Yeah, studying finance and computer information technology as a minor. Um, It's going good. Uh, Just wrapping up. Uh, I think I've got, after this semester, like three more classes to take for my major and two for my minor. So I'll finish, like, right on time, like, just made it past the finish line right on time. So no, it's, it's great. Um, so taking 15 credits this semester, um, four for um, my major and one for my minor. And at this point it's all like really focused, you know, so like taking advanced corporate finance, <laughs> you know, not, not the most exciting class I know, believe me. Um, and then an investments class um, and then some data modeling classes and then, uh, I actually really enjoy taking those minor classes because they're so different than what I'm doing uh, at Cranert. So I'm actually in a computer architecture class this year. So we get, so yeah, it's really cool. So like we actually have to order this like mini computer. It's called a Raspberry Pi. And it's I'm literally- I'm familiar with those. I know yeah. what those are. No idea what those Ursuline are. Ursuline has, Ursuline has no clue. <laughs> Ursuline's like Raspberry Pi. I like, you know, I like strawberry better, but right. you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep listening. 
Yeah, so it's just like a mini computer that just has like only the, you know, necessary components, like a few output cables and like a main uh, like control panel frame or whatever. And then you hook it up to a monitor and like do all the back end kind of work on it. So yeah, I'm excited for that. And I've taken some coding classes in the past. So um, it's a fun little, little change of, change of pace. My nephew did one of those and uh, just straight loaded it with like all kinds of old school video games. Yeah. Which, is, which I've heard is like a deal. That That's that's something that, that people are really into um, as a big use of those Raspberry Pi things. But um, yeah, that's pretty, I've heard it's pretty cool. I've heard it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good like ground level coding deal. Yeah, no, I'm excited to get into it. So we'll see how it goes. Very cool. So in addition to studying all that amazing stuff, Jared, you managed to do incredibly well in the classroom. Two-time academic All-Big Ten, 2020 Big Ten Distinguished Scholar Athlete. Um, you know, not everybody's able to, to balance the athletics with the academics and achieve at that kind of level. Um, what is it about you that, that allows you, you know, that A, makes that important for you, and B, allows you to do it? Because obviously – you know, it's hard enough to just take classes and be a student athlete, you know, not to mention like do really, really well in them. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, you know, a goal of mine through wrestling was always to be to elevate my, the rest of my life around me. So um, when I, you know, was looking at schools, um, even in high school, I was like, okay, what's a school that I, I might not get into if it weren't for wrestling? And Purdue was on that list. And after coming, I was like, yeah, this is a school for me. Um, so that has always been a huge motivation for me. Um, and then I have to credit a lot of, you know, what I've been able to do academically to kind of right when I came in, I was in this program called the Business Opportunity Program, um, my freshman year summer. So it's a, it's a program in Cranert um, that focuses on the professional development and academic success of underrepresented minority students. So you come in, um, that summer, like right after you graduate high school, like I literally had like a week off from school, came right back and took some college classes. So you come in with a cohort of like 25 kids, you take 11 credits. Um, it's pretty rigorous. So you have like three to four classes uh, every day. It's kind of like being back in high school, but with college level courses. Um, and then they also do like some other activities to get you developed professionally and introduced to kind of the corporate world. So that really kind of opened my eyes to like, okay, you know, this is the work I need to put in to be successful academically. Um, and like got a really good uh, group of people around me that were also really motivated. And then, you know, within athletics, just taking advantage of, of all the great resources that we have. Like, I think the one biggest thing that I realized is like, I'm not that smart. So I need to be smarter than other people and take advantage of the resources and the smart people around me. Um, and that's really benefited me. Like, I, the biggest advice I give to freshmen is like, get a tutor right away. Like if you think, you know, if, unless you're like ultra confident, like I'm gonna kill this class, like just get a tutor. Like there's, you know, I have at least one tutor every semester and it works, it helps. Um, it's always great practice. And especially if you're an athlete, like you have so many other things going on, you can't make it to all the office hours and get in study groups. So like take advantage of the resources around you and it's worked for me, so yeah. If you're not that smart, I think the rest of us are in a little bit of trouble, Jared. Well, you know. I think we're hurting. Yeah, you guys are doing all right, obviously. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. this, right? When you've got a kid like Jared doing the right things and, and taking care of business in the classroom, what does that do for the rest of your team? 
I think it's, it's super important. I mean, we talk all the time about culture. I mean, uh, Jared's heard me talk about it over the years, just a lot. And um, it's something you got to fight for daily, but you need people who believe in the same kinds of things that you do, right? Like you have to have the same values and, and certainly you can kind of tell Jared has uh, uh, his stuff together, right? He has priorities with his academics and his wrestling. And, you know, when kids see that, right, you know, it pulls people together, you know, kids can go one of two ways when you come in, it's easy to go, you know, it's easy to go a way of, you know, um, you know, to slack off because you have more freedom, right? You have more freedom and flexibility. Yes. You're, you're busy. Like he's talking about, but mom and dad aren't there anymore. You know, you just have more flexibility in your day and your time and how you choose to use that is key in your college success or lack thereof. And um, you know, when kids see someone like Jared, you know, he's, he's organized, he's efficient in what he does. He's meeting all of his demands and he's still finding ways to thrive, not, not just get through it the goal isn't to just get through it, right? Not in wrestling and not in school. You don't just get through it. It's to learn how to thrive. And so I think, you know, when you have people who can model that and show that to the guys on a daily basis, that's the biggest kind of leadership that you want. Absolutely. No, you, I mean, there, there's no arguing that whatsoever. And, and Jared, Jared definitely sets the bar high for his teammates. Um, Jared, in addition to, you know, you don't just leave it at the classroom and great grades. You, you go out there and you've, you've found a way to get involved in a lot of stuff as well. Um, we'll start one that, that hits close to the team. Uh, you are the president-elect of the Student Athlete Advisory Council. Did I get that right? Advisory committee, yeah. Close enough. Committee, okay, my bad. Okay. Um, how did you get, what is that? How did you get involved? Like, what, what, is that, uh, what does that entail? Yeah, so Student Athlete Advisory Committee, or SAC as it's better known, is a nationally recognized organization at all three levels of the NCAA. Um, so it's a student-led um, organization specifically for student athletes, and we work as kind of the liaison between um, our athletic administration, coaches, um, and the NCAA as um, a conferencing body. Um, to kind of keep our athletes informed and engaged on all the things that are relevant to their lives and other opportunities to get engaged with um, the community and other students. So um, I think my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I need to you know, start getting involved with some things outside of, you know, just athletics and academics. Like I found this was a great opportunity to, you know, get some leadership experience, meet some people outside of my sport. Um, so got involved with it my sophomore year as just kind of the team rep. Um, and had a lot of fun with it. I uh, got to meet a lot of people outside of my sport, and then just kind of continued on from there. So um, my sophomore year was more so just kind of get my feet wet, you know, learning um, what that entails and how I can be a leader in that space. And then towards the end of my sophomore year, I um, got started a committee called the Social Justice Committee uh, within SAC. So we focused on um, education on diversity, inclusion, and equity um, within athletic space. Um, and then last year I served as the Director of Diversity Inclusion within SAC, and then now this year serving as a president-elect. So um, I think it's just given me a really great opportunity to not only meet other people from teams, but also like other people in our administration offices and other staff members. And it's been um, really good for me to just feel more connected to the Boilermaker community and feel like I'm contributing uh, to help make, you know, our spaces better spaces um, and, and be involved and engage with people. So it's been really beneficial for me. So is it, is it kind of a, a chicken or the egg thing? Like, 
was it SAC that led you to get involved in all the other stuff that you're involved in or, or did that work in which direction? Like, because, you know, the way you talked about that, like, you know, you said you wanted to start to get involved in stuff outside of academics and athletics. Yeah. Um, and, and SAC sounded like it was one of those first things. Like, did that kind of lead you to branch out or was that kind of always the plan? That was definitely always in my, my purview. Um, in high school, I, I did something similar with DNI and started a DNI club in, in my high school. And um, it's been a passion of mine. So I like to bring that into every space that I'm in, um, as you guys know. Um, so um, outside of athletics as well, I'm involved with a student organization called the Society of Minority Managers uh, within Craner, um, focused on professional development, underrepresented minority students. Um, so I served as a president of that last year. So I, I, I knew I wanted to get involved with student organizations. I needed to meet people. I needed to continue to push myself outside of the classroom. And I knew that that was important for my own development. Um, so it, it was just a really nice fit. It was nice to see like, oh, they already have something real cool set up within athletics that I can, you know, continue to work on, on my leadership skills and um, engaging with other people. So um, I don't know, is there such a thing as like, both of them just fell out of the sky at the same time. I don't know. Chicken and the egg. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, how does uh, how does Coach Erslin, you know, obviously there are a few different ways to look at one of your wrestlers being involved in a lot of other stuff. You know, there's, there's you know, some coaches, you know, would see it as a distraction. Some, some see it as, you know, a, uh, you know, a culture deal for the team to help out. Um, how has – how has coach kind of supported you or, you know, made it work for you to be able to do these other things as well as, you know, be a part of the team at a very high level? Yeah, absolutely. I think coach has been um, always really supportive of it. And yeah, you don't have to be nice just because he's <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I, I'm being honest because I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now if I didn't have the support from coach Erslin. Um, and we've had some great talks um, in the past just about my goals. Um, as a wrestler and in the classroom and, you know, what I want to do after sport. And yeah, he's been really um, important to my development in that fact that just always pushing me and questioning me, um, you know, what do you want to do next? Where's this going? What do you want to do with this? And that that's always been really beneficial to me to have, um, you know, uh, someone I look up to um, supporting me in that way and also challenging me to continue to be better. So yeah, I, I would not be you know, where I am without Coach Ursuline's support and also him challenging me to continue to kind of push the envelope. I, 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 think I appreciate that. Uh, here's one thing I'll say too, because it, it works both ways, right? I mean, I appreciate the fact that he feels like I've had a positive impact on him. Uh, as he mentioned, he and I have had lots of different conversations, like just outside of the sport, which I find fascinating. And we'll probably talk about his, his internship and his work with Target. Um, you know, we, we have name, image, and likeness. We've had some discussions in the past. Like, there's been lots of things that we've discussed that I've really appreciated about my relationship with Jared. Obviously, the social justice issues that, you know, are going on right now is, is something that we've talked about. And it's been helpful for me in terms of this. Um, you know, I feel like naturally as a team, you're in a bubble anyway. You know, being in a bubble is something we talk about now, right, so much because you got to keep your groups together. But I think as a team, you're always in your bubble, or at least for me. I, I immerse myself in the team's bubble and my family, right? That's where I, that's where I live. And um, so it has been nice 
uh, when Jared talks about, you know, uh, creating networks outside, you know what I mean? The, those, that should happen, right? I would encourage every young man that comes through to, to explore those things and, and to build their network and, and grow more connected in those ways to their university community. So that's the part where it's kind of helped me even, you know, just keep, continue to open up and, 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 I don't know, look at different boundaries maybe because we do, we get inside these bubbles and, and you see the culture of your team and that's where you live. But now clearly it's a bigger world and there's more issues out there that we, we need to be aware of and, and discuss. And so that's where I've enjoyed my relationship even with Jared you know, over the last few years because we've touched on a lot of different things that are really relevant to athletics, but it's, it's world issues. So uh, I've enjoyed that, that part of our relationship, I guess. Yeah, Sorry, coach. You know, uh, sorry, Jared, but like, coach always, you know, he he pushes this in a lot of different ways, and he he always encourages us to surround ourselves with people who challenge us. And uh, and it sounds like that's a lot of what's going on here, and and um, for both of you guys, I think, and I think that's that's a really cool part of our part of our team. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think one thing that you know, coaches and stuff is really important, but can also be kind of a double-edged sword for a lot of athletes is you want to stay super connected with your team. You want to be in that bubble. Um, but, you know, some of the feedback that I've heard from administrators after they um, talk with seniors leaving is they feel like I didn't get the chance to, you know, get involved with all the things I want to get involved with. So um, what I've really been trying to do over the past year or two is, you know, open up more opportunities or, or just like let people know what else is out there um, and kind of bring those opportunities to play and be like, guys, you know, here's something you can do. It's not going to interfere, I promise. Just get your work done and, like, be there, and it'll really benefit you um, because that's something that I've benefited from, and I, you know, want to bring all those types of things to all my, all my, uh, my peers and my, my teammates too. Very cool. Corey, you're being quiet today, man. What's up? I am. <laughs> it's very thought-provoking. So, Jared, you talked a lot about, you know, it's kind of a recurring theme, right, building communities. You, you know, whether it's, you know, community within the team, the, the cohort you came into Cranor with, uh, you know, the student leadership councils. Why is, why is building all these communities so important to you? Has it, has it sort of always been the case? And, and why does that matter for you? Yeah, I, I guess, um, I guess it has been always really important to me. And I grew up and went to a pretty small school. So I knew pretty much everyone. So then coming here, um, I was like, oh, dang, yeah, there's, there's 35,000 students here. Like, a lot. You know, I need to find some spaces where I can meet some people and meet some friends. So, yeah, it's just, you know, my way of um, getting engaged with people around me. I always feel more driven when, you know, I know more people in the room. And I'm always really invested in, you know, my teammates and my peers' success. So, for me, it's another motivation tool. Like, how can I be better myself and help elevate the people around me? Because then, you know, you have people to look to when – times are getting tough or you know you need something some type of motivation and if you see people around you you know doing really well and and pushing themselves it makes it a lot easier to do that too and, and be better for the people around you have you seen that really uh, take shape in the room in any tangible way oh absolutely i think um you know i was talking to coach Erson about this um recently but just you know the development of my teammates um over the past like four years like the guys I came in with, um, the real ragtag bunch of guys, like a funny group. We get called the X-Men at times because we got so many different characters. Um, but yeah, just seeing how, you know, that those 13 guys coming in, it's, it's kind of, 
you know, slimmed down to, you know, there's eight or seven of us now, but, you know, seeing how, you know, we've developed relationships and how um, we push each other in the room and outside of the room has really helped me to be better. Like, got so many smart guys around me, like Alec White, um, Max Lyon, obviously, like Parker. So those guys make me want to be better in the classroom because I'm competing with them in the classroom as well. Um, so yeah, it just makes life a lot easier when you've got um, guys who are competitive, you know, in the classroom and then outside and then in, on the mat and then with everything else that they're doing. So that's something that I've seen and has helped me a lot, definitely. You bring up that class, Jared, and it's really interesting. You, you, you hit it on the head. You guys come from everywhere in that class. Yeah. Yeah, Indiana guys, Montana guys, Iowa guys, Minnesota guys, California guys. That is a uh, that is quite the bunch in that that group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm roommates with Bjorn Schroeder, who's from Montana. So we both came out here. Like, you know, what's Indiana about? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's really fun to like just come in with a group like this who's from everywhere you don't know anyone and you're kind of like looking sizing guys up at first freshman year and then just seeing how your relationships develop to fourth year and being like these are some of the guys that I would do anything for I would you know I would go to war for obviously on the mat and um, it's been fun to build that type of thing and I think um, Coach Erslin has done a great job of building the culture so bringing those the right guys in and having the right people around me has been uh, super beneficial before I, I got a serious question here. Uh-oh. You're from Minnesota, so I don't necessarily know the answer to this. Is is Bjorn the first Bjorn you've ever met? Yeah. He is. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that there's a Bjorn guy on Frozen, so that was like my first introduction to the name Bjorn. Fair. And I remember meeting him, you know, the freshman year moving into Hilltop. I'm like, hey, man, how do you say your name? <laughs> Bjorn, I was like, okay, that's cool. Is it okay if I just call you BJ? He's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. funny. Well, that's good. Um, you know, and that's, that's always the great thing about coaching, at least from my perspective. What I enjoy is you're coming in boys and you're going out men, right? I mean, and it's, it's fun to see uh, the men that these guys become, you know, and, they'll, and we always talk about a lot of their on-the-mat stuff, but – uh, the, the mark that they'll leave on the world, you know what I mean, uh, is even greater. And so that's, it's, that's fun to see and it's fun to hear about. Uh, I didn't know he called Bjorn BJ, so uh, I learned something else today. That's what, that's what this show is all about, Tony. Right. It's all about learning. Yep. We're, we're here to learn. We're soaking it up. So, Jared, you brought up going to war on the mat. Let's transition to wrestling here for a minute. Um, you've had a little bit of bad luck. Been nicked up here and there. You're nicked up right now, coming back. Um, but, uh, when we needed you last year, when we called on you, you, uh, you stepped up and you were ready to go. Um, let's talk about a little bit about last year, you know, late in the season, uh, Christian Bruner goes down out of Rutgers and, uh, coach calls your number, says, says, Jared, we need you at 197. Let's go. Yeah. Um, first of all, I remember that Rutgers duel was absolutely insane. Like, that I mean you were there you guys remember like crowd was felt like it was on top of you we had people cussing like right over our shoulder I'm looking like my goodness gracious <laughs> um but yeah when just seeing Brunner go down and Brunner's you know one of my great friends and like love that guy I look up to him like a brother and seeing him go down with a similar injury that I had I was like damn 
but you know knowing right away that you know I'm the next guy in that role and that my team needs me and I need to fill that I was ready to go and really excited for that opportunity um yeah and just feeling like I had to take advantage of any opportunity I can get to you know, go out there and perform and compete for my team I uh, was something that I was have always been looking forward to and it's always you know been in front of my mind so um when that opportunity came um as tough as the situation it was for the team and for Christian um I was ready to go and and was excited to go out there and throw it on the line for my teammates. So and that's what I did. Uh, the highlight of that stretch had to be the Wisconsin duel. First Big Ten, first Big Ten duel victory. Uh, had to go into deep water to get it. Um, you know, what was that? You know, and again, it was at home. So that was extra exciting. Like, what was that like for you? Oh, man, that was awesome. I, I, I get goosebumps every time just thinking about talking about it. Uh, got them right now. I, even from the moment, you know, you hear your runout song go on, I'm walking out there to some old school 2000s R&B. I'm like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, it was really special for me. It was awesome. Uh, everyone on the bench was, you know, brought that energy. And I feel like it's so much easier to compete in front of, like, all your teammates who are just there, like, cheering you on, you know, egging you on. And, and my dad was also able to make it down for the dual meet as well. And he um, has been super integral part of my wrestling. He, he wrestled in college as well. So, as soon as my brother and I were able to walk, we had headgear on. And, like, there's a photo of us in these big, you know, gangly singlets and headgear lopsided, like, basically in diapers wrestling. <laughs> so um, that was a really special moment for me. Um, glad I could, you know, go out and get the 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 W and, and be able to compete in front of, you know, um, Holloway and, and the team and my dad. So, yeah, that was a really awesome time for me. And it, was, it made it even more exciting than I went to OT. So, yeah, it's all good stuff. On Coach, national TV, no less. Yeah, I know national TV. Yeah, Big Ten Network on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Coach, how important is it to have, you know, the next man up to be ready the way Jared was? Yeah, it, it's huge, right? For any team, you know, wrestling's a contact sport, just like football. And you know, every year, you know, there's going to be guys that are beat up or nicked up. And, and to be ready when your, your name is called uh, is – is something that has to be done, but it's hard. You know, I was in that role, you know, at Iowa early in my career, right? I wasn't the guy. And, and so you've got to find ways to motivate yourself, you know, to make weight, to get in there and get better so that when it does get called, you're ready to go. And, and uh, was really excited that, that he, he took advantage of the opportunity in a huge way. And I even, you know, I look back at the, the Wisconsin match was a huge win for him but he was a part of that, that Illinois dual meet win as well. And, you know, we got nicked a little bit. We had the only takedown in the match. We, you know, we got to get off bottom there, right? And as, soon yeah, as, he's yeah, back, yeah. <laughs> as soon as he's back, we're going to work on that. But, but, you know, those are the things that I remember from, from the team aspect. Like that was a tremendous duel as well. You know, you talk about our win at Rutgers. We had a very exciting duel with Wisconsin at home. And then the last duel of the year at, at Illinois, was was you know a tremendous environment and a great team win and and he was a huge part of that as well so you know those are the things that that I I remember from a team aspect you know and and I think we remember from Bruner and Lighty especially and even Nate um who you know those are the things they remember there was some individual accolades for those guys last year but what did they talk about? They always talked about the, you know, the, the, the dual meets at Rutgers, you know, or Illinois and, and, and what that environment was. So uh, that's, you know, kind of what I'll take away from last year, especially with Jared, he was ready to go and he, and he helped his team out, you know what I mean? Uh, get some really positive things done. Absolutely. Jared, you know, 
we're going into retro junior year here. You know, like you said, we're, we're, we're trying to get you back on the mat here as soon as possible. Um, you know, what do the goals look like for the team this year? Where, where, where are you looking to take this bunch? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, our mindset is pick up right where we left off and right where we left off was a top contender for the national title. Uh, we have guys in the room uh, who are so motivated and so tough um, and know what we need to do um, to really get it done. Um, and I feel like last year was just a launching point for, you know, this team. Um, just the progression of our team over the past four years since I've been here is like, it's crazy to kind of look back where we were um, 2017, 2018 versus now. Um, it feels like night and day. Um, and I, I know that we have guys on this team that, um, you know, it, it was like a punch in the gut last year when the NCAA tournament got pulled. Um, even for us guys who weren't competing, but, you know, we're so excited to see all the work that our teammates and we had done pay off in a big way. Um, so I think the hunger is there more than ever, um, and we're ready to go chase a team trophy and, you know, be the, the top team in the Big Ten, you know, be the top team in the country. And I think we have the right guys in the room and the right culture to do that. Um, and I think, you know, anything less than that is a disappointment in our eyes and, and just, you know, not what we're looking for and not acceptable. So I think, you know, everyone can expect really big things from this team because that's what we are expecting from ourselves. I think you make a great point there uh, when you talk about disappointed for the guys, you know, even even though you weren't going to be competing. That's that's such a truism of this sport. Like it, there's one guy on the mat, but they're representing something so much larger. You know, they're representing the training partners, uh, all, all the off mat support people, their parents, their their families. You know, it, it's it's so much bigger than that. And to be, you know, just a cog in that system is pretty awesome. I. I I wanted to to ask you too. Does is it easier to dial in when you're when you're when you're a team uh, this sort of ascending like this? When you you see okay, the hard work guys, the the hard four years is paying off. Does that make it easier to show up every day? Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. I think um, just being able to like physically see you know the the, the progression and and how guys are getting better and how that is a, a true um, product of the work that we put in it makes it so much easier to get up these mornings that are, you know, it's early, it's 6 a.m. Dang, we got another run. Well, you know, it's paying off because, you know, as Coach Erzlin says, we're, we work harder or as hard as anyone in the country. And, you know, it was kind of, you know, this last fall, I'm sure you guys have talked about it on here. Um, last fall was like the hardest month of my life and most guys' life on the team. Um, and we were like, damn, like, kind of like giving each other side looks like, is this, <laughs> is this going to be worth it? And, you know, it definitely was. So that makes it even easier to come back, you know, the next hard workout and be like, yeah, we're, we're putting in the work now and we know it pays off. So I think, you know, those things just make it, you know, so much easier, especially when you see guys going out there and just taking down, knocking off the top guys in the country. Like, yeah, we are, we do work the hardest. We are some of the most talented guys in the country. So you know, let's go get this work, you know, let's, let's get up and let's go run. Let's go push these weights. Let's you know, do all the crazy stuff that we do because we know it's going to pay off at the end of the year. What he said. What he said. <laughs> what he said. Ditto. Ditto, yeah. Coach, it's nice when they make it easy for you, isn't it? 
Yeah, you know, and but he he just speaks to what you know. Uh, it makes it makes a coach proud, right? Like guys are they're listening, you know, and and then they're instituting themselves. You know, they they are right. I mean, they're they're helping to lead themselves, and and he's talking about the development of the team and where they were and how far they've come and kind of their mindset now. So no, that's that's awesome. I think when you have that leadership from within and the belief is from within you're going to do great things, you know, and, and clearly, you know, I'm, I'm listening to him talk, but there's belief in what he says. You know, a lot of people can say a lot of different things, but clearly he, he believes what he's saying and, and um, you can tell. As if we didn't already cover enough with Jared, there is, we're going to go into that magic hat and there is more. Yeah. Uh, in addition to your work on the mat in the classroom in student committees, uh, you managed to go get a pretty outstanding internship this summer uh, with with Target back up in Minnesota. Um, tell us about what you did this summer. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, was hoping to be in Minnesota this summer, uh, but it was virtually. So I spent most of my summer here in West Lafayette, but um, I interned with Target within their merchandising uh, and an associate buyer role. So kind of like procurement um, merchandising. So um, within that space, just working with vendors, um, to kind of plan an assortment for a category within Target. So this summer I was working within uh, household essentials, specifically like food wrap storage. So if you go down that Ziploc aisle, you know. That's you. You see that That's stuff, you. you're like, oh, Jared kind of, he, he made some of this work. So yeah, all your plastic bag needs. <laughs> but, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, there's something so, not being hey, carried there. It's your you fault. Keep, you no, 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 no. All the good stuff is me. The okay. best of me. I put, I tried, I tried. Listen. Love it. <laughs> Take the credit, but, uh, William. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was a it was a fun opportunity for me. Um, and you know, last summer I, I interned with uh, Cummins, the engine company, just doing uh, finance, like corporate finance, budgeting, planning, and forecasting. And um, it's my major. And, but uh, I was like, you know, I had a feeling, you know, I I took finance because it's a great foundation for business. I have aspirations to go back and get my MBA. Like I need to you know, be solid with the math and, and the money pushes business. So that's where my mindset was going in, um, getting, deciding on my major. But then, you know, quickly after, you know, my first corporate internship, I was like, okay, I need to make a little pivot. Um, just didn't feel like it was engaging enough for me. Didn't feel like I was really you know, driving the business and the role I was in. So um, within the retail space, the merchants are the ones that are, you know, planning what's going to be in the stores, how to, um, you know, present that to consumers, following trends things like that. So that's what I was able to do this summer. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, even though it was kind of a bummer, it was virtual. I was really looking forward to being downtown Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. um, but um, also had a really great experience, um, built a lot of new skills, new relationships. Um, and I know it's really, it's, it's hard as a student athlete to, to be like, yeah, I need it. I need an internship. But I, you know, I would encourage anyone um, to get one when they can, um, whether it be towards the end of your career, when you have like those um, good practices in place where you know you can get your workouts in if you're gonna be you know off campus or whatnot. But actually after my freshman year, I had an internship with Purdue Athletics um, doing kind of player development stuff within um, the, the um, within you know the player development space under Kathy Wright Eager. So um, that was an opportunity for me to get some internship experience on campus and be able to be here and train all summer. So. You know, there's opportunities out there and I feel like it is a good way to figure out, you know, what you actually want to do. And I feel like over the past you know, three summers, I've figured out I don't want to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been really beneficial to me because, 
you know, one thing I, I don't want to do is, you know, leave this sport, which has meant so much to me and has been such a, a easy way to motivate myself and get into something where I just don't, you know, see the point or I'm like, you know, what is this for? Like, I'm not having fun with it. You know, I don't see myself progressing. So um, that's been really important for me. Um, so yeah, Target, Target was great. Might go back, might see what else is out there. Um, I don't know, but it was a really good opportunity for me to kind of take some of the skills that I'd learned at Craner um, and kind of apply it to something different that a lot of finance majors uh, don't. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a really fun experience. Another uh, good development um, stepping stone for myself and um, looking forward to kind of seeing what, what's out there next. I hear you're, uh, I, I hear what you're saying about that, you know, being bummed about missing out on da downtown Minneapolis. I'm a big fan. Great city. Um, get, getting it taken away from us at, at NCAAs was a, was, a, was a real kick in the teeth. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, so big fan of uh, been to First Ave. I like that, I like that spot. Yeah, that, that's a great spot. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw De La Soul at First Ave. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. you're old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes i am so but uh no man that's uh that's incredible that that you've uh you've made time to have some of those experiences and uh and then taken as much as you have from them i think that there it's very underrated to you know everybody doesn't look at it that way as far as you know sometimes you got to learn what you don't want to do and um you know when when you look at it all as a learning experience one at a time like that's when it becomes more beneficial for you as, as you go on down the road. And so uh, I'm glad to hear Target was, was good and you liked it. And it, and it, and it's, well, you didn't get to go home. It smells like home, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And I'm it's, glad to know that you, you, know, you, you contributed to us keeping everything fresh. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. That, that's, that's huge for everybody. So we yeah, you can check out the, the sustainable assortment out there too. You know, they got a lot of good things. If, if you know, that's on the front of your mind. You know, there's there's other options out there, but <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Always Next time I'm out shopping, I'm gonna call them while I'm looking at all these different items now, right? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna mm -hmm. check out the shark skin bags. You know, they're they're uh, <laughs> they're reusable, like beeswax uh, sandwich bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen this weekend. I'm gonna be out. You know, the family's gonna be out shopping and doing something. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call Jared and, and say, okay, give me a give me product review here. You're Which right way do I need to call go? me at like noon on Sunday? I'm like, what does Coach want? Hello. <laughs> and I'm at Target. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, that's amazing. Um. Jared, today is a very special day. Coach, well, I want you to weigh in on this as well. Um, today's a big day for Purdue. It's a Purdue Day of Giving. Yep. Um, you know, we're, it's, it's a huge fundraising day for athletics. Um, has taken on, an, an, a, you know, a huge meaning with everything going on with, with the COVID epidemic and, and uh, you know, football being pushed back and, and fall sports in general being pushed back. And so, um, you know, everybody's out there doing their part right now. Uh, Athletics, our athletic supporters are doing amazing right now. Last I checked, we were we were first in fundraising total and second in participation numbers. So, um, you know, I think it's important though when people when people give and when people look at this to understand kind of what they're giving to, and they are giving to the experience of of somebody like Jared, and and what yep. he's done and what he's doing, and um, you know, I I just think that you know too much. Too much emphasis is placed on filling a stadium on a Saturday in October 
and not enough on the young man over here who, you know, is getting his grades and contributing to student organizations and wrestling and getting internships. I mean, we could just keep going. So I think it's, um, you know, when, when, when you're hitting those buttons on your computer, when you're giving those dollars, um, understand that it's going to other experiences other than, than, than just like football or basketball. Sure. I, I think, listen, I think we all recognize the importance uh, of obviously money. I mean, you know, he's in finance and he can speak to, you know, money drives the business. Okay. So we, I, I think we all understand that part, but as we've said, what college athletics is, especially for us in those Olympic sports is so much more and the experiences he's had and the influence that someone like Jared's going to have in the, in the future is huge. You know, it's huge. And so those are things that we all agree are, are worth fighting for. You know, those, those are ways that we can impact the world. And so that's what people uh, you hope keep in mind, right? It's not just about funding big time athletics. It's about the experiences that these young men have. Uh, he's chasing his passion and he's lucky enough. You've heard he's going to go chase another passion when he graduates. And that, that to me is what it's about. If you, if you're fortunate enough to always be chasing your passion, then, then you're going to have a great life. You know what I mean? Um, I think we all understand you're going to have to work your tail off to do anything significant in life if we just understand that. But that's usually what's great about athletics. Kids understand I'm going to have to work hard for this to have success. So, you know, he's got a leg up on a lot of people. But um, chase your passion, you know, is, is a big deal. And, and the experiences that it gives these kids is, is really important for everybody to keep in mind. Jerry, what do you want to say to the people out there that are thinking about giving their dollars and, and thinking about, you know, their, their, hard-earned, their hard-earned work to, to, to make Purdue a better place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if you're really focused on uh, making Purdue a better place uh, and you want to make sure that, you know, your hard-earned money is going to go to good use, uh, there's no better place to put it than athletics. Um, as, you know, any fan of Purdue has seen, the the progression and development of Purdue athletics over the past five, ten years has been huge. Um, and just the type of people that Purdue athletics produces, you know, the, the student athletes that then go out into the workforce um, that, you know, aren't, aren't the Carson Edwards of the world, you know, let's focus on, um, you know, people like, you know, Jacob Morrissey and things like that, like people who are leaving Purdue athletics and going and making their communities um, a better place and still have a hand in that, you know, they couldn't have those same experiences without um, the, the support from uh, donors um, and Purdue athletics, as we know, is, is solely funded. Uh, we don't get any money from the university. So, um, the support of, you know, our fans and the Boilermaker community is, is super uh, integral to our experience and, and how we can continue to, you know, go to school, continue to do all the things that I've been able to do, you know, the support of um, the fans and, and the donors is ultra important. And, you know, not just me, but, you know, I think of people who are on, you know, the cross country team, the swimming team, the tennis team, you know, all those, all these athletes that, you know, people don't see every day on national TV, but, trust that these kids are putting in just as much work um, as the folks that you do see. And, you know, a lot of times those are the sp- first sports to go, you know, it really pains me to see some wrestling programs and other programs getting cut um, due to, you know, the coronavirus and, and, um, and circumstances that have kind of condensed some of the, the monetary funds that have come in through that, but um, a great way to make sure that, you know, you have more great Boilermaker student athletes coming out of Purdue is, you know, to just give what you can, um, and every dollar is appreciated. And, you know, if you have a lot of dollars, give a lot of dollars, you know, give a lot of dollars or a few dollars a lot of times because 
um, participation is big. And um, if we as athletics get the most participation, we get uh, extra funding from the university, which would be awesome. But again, uh, every dollar counts. And um, to the fans out there who are considering donating, um, please do. It, it would mean it means so much to you know my experience being able to to go to school and do all the things that I do uh, with the the financial support that you guys give. Jared, have you considered a career in development? <laughs> you might want to think about it. You might want to, you might want to put that on the list of potential. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll, that, I'll I mean, do. the JPC is going to hear that because we're going to play it for them later and we're going to, we're going to put that out there. And um, they're, going to, they're going to be appreciative. So um, I'll, I'll thank you on their behalf um, because I think everything you said just then is, is incredibly important and incredibly true. So applaud, uh, applause for you. And, um, and we, and we appreciate it. So, um, Corey, you got anything else for Jared? Cause we have, I mean, we've been going for a while now and this has been incredible, but I don't want to take everybody's full day. Absolutely. It, it, I feel, uh, I feel blessed that you gave us this time. I know, I know it's, it's not something you have a lot of and, uh, you're doing great things. It's, it's going to be a, a ton of fun to watch you continue to do great things the next couple of years and, and for decades beyond. So thanks. Hey. For, I do have one thing. Though, oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want you to do a whole wrap up, Corey. But, um, you know, I, I do want to give Jared uh, a couple minutes if he'd like to just to talk about, you know, with all of the, the social justice things going on, um, you know, and, and, I've, and I've said, you know, I, I've put myself in a bubble with the team, right? That's where our folks. And so uh, I guess I would just ask Jared, you know, what are ways that you would say, hey, that we can help? You know what I mean? What are some things that we can do that are constructive, that are actionable? You know, I, so often I just feel like I, I'm not sure of what action always to take. What's the best course to help? And so I would just like to hear your thoughts because you're obviously on the Big Ten committee, you know what I mean, um, you know, against racism and social justice issues. So I would just like to hear your thoughts on that as we wrap up today. You know what That's I mean? another because thing about Jerry. We appreciate we inadvertently left off because the list is so long and it's easy. Yeah, to and I get it. He's, he's got so much going on. <laughs> but I think obviously with, with today where we're at and what's going on in the world, I think that's, it can be incredibly helpful. Um, you know, and so I, I would value maybe your insights or advice that you have there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as everyone knows, um, right now, there's a big social justice, um, you know, movement across our country, um, as well as a lot of division. Um, and I think the most important thing um, in my mind, you know, when going through this stage, when people are asking, you know, hey, what can I do to get involved? You know, I, I don't really even know where to start. I think the most important thing is just start with you know, educating yourself. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of great readings out there. Read books on uh, uh, people who are in the movement or have been, you know, some revolutionaries uh, like W.E.B. Du Bois, um, um, uh, like a whole bunch of people are out there and people now whose voices are, are, you know, out there and speaking up on the issues that are relevant. Um, definitely get into some of that stuff. And then I think another big thing is just, you know, talk with the people around you in your community. Ask people who might be from disenfranchised communities, okay, what can I do as an ally, as someone who cares about this and who cares about you, you know, what would you like to see happen? And I think um, that's going to be the most important part of moving forward as a country, as communities, is, is engaging with one another and being able to, you know, take a lot of humility in it and recognizing where we've been wrong or overstepped or done, you know, something that might have hurt someone in the past or, or been, um, 
you know, negative and just, you know, reckoning with that and then saying, how can we move forward together? Because um, this type of stuff in our country that's going on, like all the, the, the protests and then the violence and things like this is just, um, it, you can tell it, we've come to kind of a boiling point in this country where, you know, things need to change for some people, for a lot of people to make um, our communities more equitable. Um, but the first way we can do that and how everyone can have a, a, a finger in that is, is starting, you know, in their own homes, you know, having discussions with your family, having discussions with the people who are important to you within your bubble, um, just about, you know, how can we do our part or how can I do my part to, to continue to engage and do better. So I think um, that's a big thing is just, you know, educating, doing some reading, listen to podcasts if you don't have time to read. Um, there's a lot of great things out there. There's, um, there's a Netflix documentaries, a 13, things like that. Uh, if you're into sports, uh, check out uh, $40 Million Slaves. It's a great book just about, um, you know, the participation of African-Americans within um, the American uh, sports world um, and just kind of how that's progressed over the past 200 plus years. Um, but yeah, I think that's the first step is, you know, educating yourself and then engaging with those around you. Um, I, I've been doing, you know, what I can to, to do that and um, provide opportunities for Purdue Athletics to engage with students and with the community as a whole. So um, yeah, I, as we continue to, you know, kind of learn from each other as a country, as a community, um, have grace with one another, have empathy, the biggest things, and let's just kind of move forward, you know, past this point. Um, I know it can get heavy a lot. It, it gets hard. Um, but I think you'll, you'll thank yourself and in, in the future when you know that, you, you know, you, you did your part and you did everything for, for your, for your neighbor, for your friend, for your family, uh, to make, you know, your community or the country a better place, um, than when you came into it or, you know, leave it a better place than when you came into it. Yep. No, You've well, been such a well fantastic said. resource for, you know, your teammates, your coaches, the athletic department on the whole. And so, you know, we appreciate how much, how much you've been willing to give of yourself in this, in this uh, situation and in this movement, um, because you have given a lot of yourself and it's, it's clearly very important to you. And, um, you know, speaking for myself, like I know how much I appreciate it and appreciate you. So, and I think that, I think Corey and Tony would, would, share that sentiment as, as would your, your teammates and, and a lot of people around Purdue. So, so thanks, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Bringing people together, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's team. You know, that's, that's what a team is. You got to bring people together. And so, um, you know, it's something I can identify with, right? I mean, that's something actionable we, we can put into, you know, into a, a plan, you know, and that's, and I appreciate that, you know, so. I, thank you guys. I know we probably went a little long, but it was, it was great to have Jared on. <laughs> no such thing as too much too great content. Yeah. No <laughs> such thing. And we get a lot of that from Jared. So, uh, Corey, yeah. you want to take us home? Let's, let's take it home. But, uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Life's a team sport. We need to lift, to lift each other up every chance we get. Jared, thanks, thanks for doing the heavy lifting. And uh, we look forward to, like I said, the, the next, the, well, watching you develop and continue to, to make the world a great place. We're all going to be working for you someday, I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> Strong for possibility. Tony, yeah. For Tony and Tanner, I'm Corey. We'll see you down the road. Boiler up. <laughs>